Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. There's a bit of a week end to the shortened Labor Day week that we had this week. All week, really, uh, unless especially the last two sessions looked like they were going to be pretty good sessions. Markets opened higher or at least got higher after the open before turning and finishing lower. But that marks four out of four days this week that the Dow, the S&P, and the Russell 2000 all finished lower. The NASDAQ was the one exception, was able to finish slightly higher on Tuesday, hitting an all-time high then, but since then has now had three down sessions in a row. And just like that, so much bearish activity out there right now. And that's not to say that, you know, as contrarians, that we're quite ready to take the flip side of that just yet. Our markets have been at overbought readings. They were at overbought readings going into the week. This slight sell-off, this dip, has alleviated some of that overbought pressure, but we aren't quite in oversold territory yet, at least not for the NASDAQ and the S&P. The Dow is the quickest one to get there, hitting um, oversold levels now as of today on one of our VRA momentum oscillators, uh, which has just been a phenomenal indicator over the last few months. Anytime that they've gotten to oversold territory, it's been a a quick bounce back to all-time highs. But again, we aren't quite at that level yet here. So we're not quite ready to say that it's time to go all back in. But we are seeing a few signs that are really getting us to start to be at the point where we're champing at the bit to get back into this market. Over the last few months, we've sold five positions or so uh, in some of our leveraged ETFs for nice gains as well. Uh, So we're ready to get back to work here again. Not quite that time just yet, but this week, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, and Citibank have all gone negative on U.S. equities. Another factor there that as contrarians, we love to see that. You know our long-term view. We long-term are extremely bullish, but as we enter what seasonally is the weakest time of the year, we want to proceed with a little bit of caution here. Going back to at least 1985, the second half of September has been an incredibly weak period. You know, brings back memories of last September and the 10% correction that we got there. So certainly a lot of fear entering this market. As we went into this week, the fear and greed index was over a 50, which isn't elevated by any means. That's a neutral reading. But that is elevated compared to where we have been recently, but it just takes a couple of days and already we are back down to a 33 on the fear and greed index, which is really pretty amazing. Uh, you know, yes, of course, we did just have this, what makes five down days in a row for the S&P 500, but folks, we're less than 2% away from all time highs here. Let's get the exact number. Let's take a look. We, yeah, I mean, we're one and a half, less than 2% away from all-time highs in the S&P and already back down to a 33 on the fear and greed index. Uh, So 
Really interesting action this week. Again, we were at overbought readings going into the week. Not quite to oversold just yet. We'll keep you posted here every day on the podcast. Come and join us. You can join us at VRAinsider.com. And while you're there, check out our two free week trial. Uh, you can see our, our daily updates, our written updates to our members, tell you exactly what we're doing, where we're acting, and we are getting to a point where we're ready uh, to get aggressively back in this market. You know, obviously we're always open to changes, but... That is the way that we're looking at it right now. We remain extremely bullish long-term here. So looking at our markets on the day-to-day, the Russell 2000 led the way lower, down uh, just under 1% on the day to 2,227. Next up was the NASDAQ, down 0.87% to 15,115. And what was really interesting from tech today, something that, we haven't seen as much of lately was the semis playing leadership and some serious leadership at that hitting an all time high today. At one point, we're up as much as about a percent and a half, maybe just under that still finishing up 0.75% on the day. Uh, but and so that's just below a closing high, but it did hit an intraday high. That's what matters there. Uh, so that again, we want to see tech leading the market and you want to see semis leading the way. So really bullish to see the semis there. They're also at overbought conditions right now. The NASDAQ as well is our most heavily overbought index. Tech, I mean, just continues to be the overowned sector. Uh, so no surprises that it has been the most overbought. But again, once we hit oversold conditions, because if we get back to that point, uh, really, this market has uh, been so strong that you don't necessarily always get back to oversold before the next rally takes place. So after the NASDAQ was the Dow down 0.78% to 34,607. And then our leader on the day, if you want to call it that, very similar to the Dow, uh, the S&P down 0.77% to 4,458. One other interesting factor on the day-to-day was the VIX, up a big 11% today, getting back above a 20, almost at a 21 here on the VIX, but still, even at those levels, we're some 15% away, 15 to really, it's about 17% away from that lower high that we've talked about so much here. Going back to March of 2020, so March of last year, we've just seen a continuous series of lower highs from the VIX. So we'd have to rally another 17.5% from here to get back to that point. Uh, We think that, you know, I mean, if we get a little bit more of a sell-off, maybe, but we'd like to see this pattern of lower highs continue from the VIX, especially as our market gets back to hitting all-time highs. Looking at our internals on the day today, or really uh, yesterday was an important day Quite a bullish down session for our market, if you will, considering the internals were positive on the day yesterday. So that is, you know, when you see strength in the internals like that, that is bullish. So again, quite a bullish down session yesterday. Not quite the same today. Uh, We did finish mixed to negative on the day today, but earlier in the session, the internals were positive. So really, we got that sell-off into the close that took the internals down with it. Declining stocks 
beat out advancing stocks across the board. Uh, not quite a two-to-one session, but we were pretty close uh, there. New 52-week highs to lows were our bright spot on the day. Not as big of numbers as we've seen lately, but still coming in over two-to-one positive uh, for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. And then lastly here, volume also was positive earlier in the session, uh, but we did ultimately finish negative on the day. We're over about two and a half to one negative for the NYSE and much closer, but still negative for the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with all 11 S&P 500 sectors negative on the day. That happened just before the close as well. Energy and materials were positive until about uh, maybe five minutes before the close, really, maybe 10, but still, right at the close, they all went negative. Our leaders, if you want to call them that, were energy, materials, and consumer staples, while our laggards were utilities. Bond yields were 3% higher on the 10-year today, so that might have had a little bit to do with it, but we were followed there by real estate, technology, and healthcare. Finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch Gold now down just over half a percent to 1789 an ounce. Silver down bigger, 1.5% to $23.81 an ounce. Copper had a nice day today, up 3.3% to $4.42 a pound. Oil up nicely as well, just over 2% to $69.56 a barrel. And a little bonus that I wanted to throw in here today, something that we, I don't know if we've ever covered it on the podcast. I think we've talked about it, but never specifically uh, the price action in it, and that is uranium. The last few months, the attention to this group has been picking up. Uh, Some of these uranium ETFs have either been hitting all-time highs or their highest levels in about the last seven years or so. So the attention is certainly getting turned toward this group right now. Uh, And really, well, really fast. The uranium ETFs up big today between 8 and 10%. Again, either hitting all-time highs or the highest levels in seven years. So really interesting action here and seeing a lot more people talk about it. This is, in in my opinion... The future of power. If you're really interested in sustainable energy, and not, I'm not talking about Green New Deal type of plans, what a scam that is. The ESG investing, what a scam that is. You know, good intentions, but as they say, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And in the words of Thomas Sowell, the road to hell is paved with two things, good intentions and Ivy League school degrees. Uh, but so the, the future of power is not going to be the unprofitable time, just absolutely suck of resources that is solar and wind. Again, that, that's a scam. Yes, they're going to get better, but they are not long-term solutions. And especially, I'm a huge fan of space travel, love sci-fi my entire life. If we do want to become a space-faring civilization, then how would solar work when you're, you know, hundreds of millions of miles away from any sun source? It doesn't. There's no wind in space, so that won't work. This is the future of energy, no matter how far out you want to look. Uh, So sources like uranium and thorium 
Those are the real future. It's not solar and wind, no matter how much you've been sold on it. Those are simply, in my mind, incremental advances. They might help us to ease off of fossil fuels and other resources like that. But then you look at the, the resources that go into solar and wind and these mining projects that are probably actually far, far worse for the environment than fossil fuels are and certainly significantly worse for the environment than nuclear technologies or thorium technologies. Uh, so I'll, I'll step off my rant there, but really interesting to see the nuclear uh, discussions start to happen a little bit more and we're all for it. Love to see that. Finally for today, cryptocurrencies continue a bit of a dip here, but on a day like today or a week like this, really, it's important to remember that, I mean, just a few days ago, we were back above 50K on the on the on Bitcoin. And just at the end of July, analysts from all over had nearly written these things off for dead, saying Bitcoin was going back to the teens after it broke below 30. They're like, the next break will be below 20. Well, it's, it's still up even after the recent sell-off, recent dip, still up 50% from when people were saying that. Uh, So if you listen to the experts, you missed out on a pretty big move there in cryptos uh, even after uh, the the week that we've just seen. But Bitcoin was down again today by 1.3% to 45,789 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here on Monday for the close.